0: and welcome to the Trust Your Body Project. Trust Your Body Project is a podcast and social media movement designed to help you heal, eat and create space for the things that truly matter. I'm your host, Whitney Catalano. I'm an anti-diet, help at every size registered dietitian, helping you stop dieting, make peace with your body and take the power back from your inner bully. Welcome to episode number 32. In today's episode, I am sharing five steps to survive the holidays without the food guilt or body shame or, you know, without accidentally yelling at that one relative who's always bringing up your, quote, health whenever you've gained weight. Because as much as we don't want to put up with that, we also don't want to, you know, cause a scene and get in a fight with any of our relatives. So we're going to try to find, you know, a middle ground there. But before we get into all of that, so first of all, if you've been following me on Instagram, you probably know that I've had an announcement that I've wanted to make. And I had put out a little bit of a cryptic tweet being like, if you want to sign up for one-on-one coaching, do it now. I'm not going to make the announcement about my business yet. Uh, All you need to know right now, because there's still a few things in the works that I'm, I'm finalizing. So I want to kind of announce it all at once, but I do want to let you know now that if you're interested in one-on-one coaching to heal your relationship with food and take the power back from your inner bully and really, you know, stop thinking about food so you can focus on the things that really matter. And also so you can even figure out what things really matter. Cause I know when dieting becomes our life, like you, you get so caught up in it that it's hard to really know what it is that you care about or you value or the things that matter more than dieting. And it's only when you stop dieting that you figure out that there's this huge void that now you have to fill. And that's one of the things I hope you do. So if you are ready for one-on-one coaching or you've been on the fence about it, I will say without, you know, kind of announcing too much that it's definitely a good idea to reach out about coaching, slash book. That is because I'm going to be significantly limiting the number of spots that I have for one-on-one clients starting in January because I have some exciting things coming up in the spring. I'm introducing another type of coaching, which is all I'm going to say about that. And yeah, I'm just going to be limiting the number of spots that I have so that I can really you know, fully serve my clients and not get in over my head because I definitely don't want to be overworking or burning myself out, really working on that so I can have a sustainable career and like actually keep helping you all out. So WhitneyCatalano.com book, you can apply for a clarity call and we can talk and see if we're a good fit. And I'm excited to get to know you better. This podcast is brought to you officially by Club TYB. So, what is Club TYB? And this is the longest you're gonna ever hear me talk about it. So bear with me, but I'm it's really important I explain it. Club TYB is what I like to call your food freedom family or your online food freedom family. It is a Facebook group and a membership site where not only do you get a ton of access to me and my assistant Lindsay, who is honestly at this point could be helping clients because she's just learned so much since she's been working for me that. Some of her responses in the group, I'm just like, oh, you killed it. She's awesome. But you're getting support from us. You're getting support from all the other people in Club T Y B, and you're getting weekly journaling prompts, affirmations and weekly wins. So on Fridays in the group, we celebrate our wins. Mondays are journaling prompts and Wednesdays are affirmations. Under the journaling prompts, everyone usually replies right there in the comments so we can interact with each other and give feedback. And I'm always trying to be super honest with where I'm at because I know that it's helpful for you all to hear from me so sometimes I'll just go live in the Facebook group if there's something I've been wanting to talk about or something on my mind or something I've been struggling with and That's just a place that I feel really safe and open with all of you, and everyone in there is dedicated to healing their relationship with food. So in addition to all of that support that you get in the Facebook group, you also are going to get monthly live calls with me. So if you're able to attend live, you can just ask questions on the call, and I'm happy to apply whatever the topic is that I'm teaching on to whatever's going on in your life, and you can ask questions on the spot. You can also submit questions in between calls, and I answer them for you, and I do a separate live call every month with a surprise guest on a certain topic. So I'm really hoping to get a lot of people who specialize in diseases. So next month, I'm interviewing Julie Duffy Dillon about PCOS, going a little bit deeper on that topic, food freedom for PCOS. I'm hoping to get someone who specializes in diabetes. I have someone who's I'm working on (laughs) scheduling who specializes in GI conditions. So I'm going to have a lot of medical professionals coming in and then just, you know, various people who I feel like have something interesting and unique to share. We've talked about meal prepping in the group. We've talked about drunkorexia with Lindsay Hall. She was in there last time. We're talking about body positivity and body neutrality this month. So it's really, really exciting. An example of the like individual calls that I do where I go into a topic more is this month I talked to the group about how to start to change unconscious behaviors. So let's say there is a certain thing that you're doing, whether it's something you're eating, like a food choice that you're making, or a just a behavior of any kind that you know, doesn't serve you, but you also don't know how to change it. I walked the group step by step through how to break down what the unconscious behavior is trying to accomplish, what you would want to accomplish instead, right? Because we can't Change a behavior if we don't know what we're trying to change it to and how to identify your values and actually make choices and decisions in your life that are more aligned with your values, even if they're not the natural decision or the like instinctual decision that you might make. Because the reality is a lot of us are making decisions from this unconscious place because we use these unconscious decisions and behaviors to help us survive. And now that you're in a place that you're healing your relationship with food and you're working on doing more than just surviving, right? You're working on thriving and really living a life that feels like it's in alignment with your values and what you want your life to actually look like on a day-to-day basis. So if you wanna watch that video and learn more about how to literally do that step-by-step and see me go through it with examples from people in the group, examples of behaviors they wanted to change, that video is available right now in the group. And actually I was thinking of doing doing another video, maybe every couple months where I literally just, you know, take your suggestions or the things that you're struggling with and walk through that step by step with you in case you need some help with that. So that is what's available in the Facebook group right now and in the archive. Not only when you join club TYB, do you get all of that, but you get an entire archive of questions and videos that I've done for the group in the past few months. So you definitely don't want to miss out on that, but there's even more. Because you all know that I'm really trying to make certain aspects of my business more accessible because it's not easy to find health at every size providers. It's not easy to find help from someone who you feel aligned with or called to work with. And I want to make this information as accessible to you as possible. So obviously, here is a ton of information in this podcast, on my Instagram, on my Twitter. You could get so much out of that. But if you are looking for something where you can just sit down for a couple hours and learn everything that you need to know, like the foundational stuff of food freedom and what it means to give yourself unconditional permission, how to connect with your hunger and fullness cues, how to stop emotionally eating, why you do it, what kind of mindset you need to cultivate in food freedom or your journey to food freedom, and what mindset to look out for, like diet mentality and how that shows up and how to get rid of it. And then finally, if you want to learn about health every size and how to actually like prioritize health while healing your relationship with food, I've covered literally all of that information in a mini course called the five pillars of food freedom. So the five pillars of food freedom answers everything I just said. It was a course that I offered as a bonus to all the people who joined the beta launch of Club TYB and. So now I am selling it as a course separately. If you're just interested in that, you don't want the membership group or the membership site and the Facebook group or anything. Um, If you just want to learn the basics of food freedom, then that is available on my website, whitneycatalanocom slash pillars. That's P-I-L-L-A-R-S. So whitneycatalanocom slash pillars. And you can go download the five pillars of food freedom and literally in less than an afternoon, like learn all of that. So that's a $49 value. And I'm actually giving that away for free again. So if you do want to join Club TYB and you also know that you need to learn some of this foundational information, you can go to Whitneycatalano.com slash club dash TYB. So it's Whitneycatalano.com slash club dash TYB to sign up for the six month membership of Club TYB. So normally Club TYB is $19 a month, but you can sign up for six months and not only will you get a month free. So that's. Uh, six months for the price of five, but you are also getting this $49 Pillars of Food Freedom course to make sure that you're just like on the same page as everyone else in the group and that you have all the foundational information you need without all the information overload of the internet or having to read a thousand books or listen to hours and hours of podcasts, right? Like it's all just in one place. And I teach you the same things that I teach every single client I work with. So it's a ton of value and you're saving $75 by signing up for the six month option of club tyb so if this is something that is interesting to you and you are just looking for a food freedom family a group to support you and love on you and be there safe from diet culture when you just are having the worst possible day then club tyb wants to be that group for you wants to support you and i want to support you so please um head on over to Whitneycatalano.com slash club dash tyb to learn more okay and i swear going forward that pitch is gonna be much shorter, but I just wanted to get that out of the way because you all need to know what I got going on, okay? So for today's podcast episode, I'm walking you through the five steps that you can use to survive the holidays, whether you're worried about diet talk from friends and family or body comments or weight comments by your friends and family, or if you're just worried about the food and feeling out of control around the food or feeling guilty or ashamed after eating quote too much or feeling like you overate, we're going to talk about all of that. So I'm going to walk you through the five steps. And within the five steps, I'm going to explain some different things and take you through it. I'm also going to be sending this out as an outline to my email subscribers. But if you're listening to this, like I've probably already sent it out. <laughs> so if you are looking for this, you can just email me podcast at and I can send you the outline. But otherwise, you should just be subscribed to my email list, WendyCatalano.com is a place where you can sign up, but you should just be subscribed anyway because honestly, like that's where all the good stuff's been happening lately. I've been really, you know, bringing my heart and soul to my emails. So come join me over there. Okay, so the first step that we want to do is identify what you're anxious about. So this is number one. If you are anxious or overwhelmed or just whatever, however you're feeling about the holiday season coming up, it's really important to get clear on what exactly you're anxious about so that you can actually like do something about it instead of just sitting in denial and trying to distract and avoid like, this is an opportunity for you to really learn about yourself and learn about the things that end up being, you know, triggers for you around the holidays or things that bring up a lot of stress and anxiety and do something about them prepare in a way that's supportive for you. So for example, um, some of the things you might be anxious about leading up to the holidays could be, like I said before, you know, food and body talk from friends and family, comments from like your parents or relatives or whoever, who I'm sure they mean well, when they bring up your health and stuff like that, but you know, that it doesn't feel good and it happens every year. So you might be really anxious about that. You might be anxious because you are just now exploring food freedom and giving yourself permission and the holidays are kind of a whole new animal, if you will, because We're around a lot of foods that we don't normally eat throughout the year. And so it is an opportunity to like indulge and really appreciate and enjoy these foods. And it can be really anxiety inducing and feel really scary, especially if in the past you've always, you know, restricted leading or compensated leading up to or after a holiday meal. Then this might feel like one of those situations where you. Are going to set yourself up to do the same thing and you really don't want to but you don't know how else to go about it so these are just some reasons why you might be anxious but my best tip to you is to just sit down with your journal and at the top of the page, literally write like, why am I anxious about the holidays? Or what am I scared of? Or whatever, however you want to phrase it. And then just start almost listing out like brain dumping everything that you might feel anxious or frustrated or sad or whatever about anything that you're trying to avoid, write it out so that you just have it on paper. Now, the second step is figuring out what about the situations you can control and what about the situations you can't control. Okay. So here's some things that are not in your control. And it's really important. I suggest you get out a pen and paper, and write this down if you've never really thought about this stuff before. So what are things that are not in your control? What people say or do what your body is physiologically wired to do, meaning like, If you are just now exploring food freedom, just now trying to heal your relationship with food, you're brand new to this whole process, and you've been in a binge phase, and that's just the way that your body is responding right now, then you binging or your body binging or overeating or just eating in a way that feels really chaotic and out of control right now after years of restriction may be out of your control. Like That may just be something that you have to accept is going to be part of the holidays this year and use it as a benchmark like imagine how much better of a place you're going to be in this same time next year because it's going to be literally night and day like this is going to suck for sure it's not going to feel good and it's going to require a lot of mental and emotional you know strategy and we'll talk about that in a second but next year is going to be so amazing to look back and see how far you've come so it's definitely worth it even though it is hard to recognize that like yeah What our bodies physically want to do to feel safe and feel okay may not be in our control right now, depending on where you're at in your journey. And I would argue that they're never really in our control, but we just get to a place where we learn how to nourish and support our bodies so that we don't feel so out of control, even though it really is just us supporting what our body is physiologically designed to do. Other things that are not in your control. So I already talked about what your body is physiologically wired to do and what people say or do. Okay, so you can't control if your aunt always makes that weird comment to you about your body every year about dieting. You can't control that. I would argue that you can't necessarily control how you feel, although you can control how you deal with your emotions. I would say that feelings you know, you can change your feelings by changing your thoughts about a situation. But in the moment, if something happens unexpected at this dinner party or whatever it is, and you get really in your feelings about it, whether you get angry or upset or just very emotional, don't get mad at yourself for being upset and don't like shame yourself or judge yourself or, you know, it's something that, Another thing that people tend to do, right, going into the holidays, for example, you might be thinking, oh, I shouldn't be feeling this way or why am I feeling so stressed out about this? Why is this coming up? Why did I react like that? Why did I respond like that? Da, 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 da So whether it's in the moment or it's leading up to it and you have feelings that are coming up, stop fighting your feelings, stop getting, you know, all worked up over your feelings and just allow yourself to feel the way that you feel and then decide how you want to react and respond. And we'll talk about that in the things you can control section. The final thing that is not in your control is what you have not yet learned. So one of the big traps that we fall into when we have not figured out how to Spar with that inner bully in a way that's actually healthy is we tend to, you know, learn something new about a situation, learn something new about ourselves, learn something new about how to handle something, and then look back at a situation that we aren't proud of how it was handled or, you know, how it played out or whatever, and fall into this trap of, oh my gosh, I should have known better. I should have done better. I should have done this. I should have done that. Well, if you had known, you probably would have done it. And now you can use that information going forward if you're ever presented with a similar situation. But you didn't know. So don't look back and say, oh my gosh, I should have done this or that. It is what it is. So if this holiday season, you don't know how to handle something, something happens at a dinner or you get too much in your feelings and you lash out or you whatever, and you're not the most proud of how it went, remember that you are still learning. Okay, so don't beat yourself up for it. Things are going to happen that feel really messy right now. This whole process of healing your relationship with food is messy. That's just the nature of what you're doing. And it's very uncomfortable to realize that it has to be messy. And yet, it has to be messy. So get on board with the discomfort. You know what I mean? Like this is the whole process. So Allow yourself to be a work in progress right now. Allow yourself to not know how to handle things with grace. Allow yourself to mess up and you're just going to keep learning, okay? The other thing I want to say for things that are not in your control is if you have been on this food freedom journey for a bit now, maybe you've been doing it for a few months or even close to a year, but this is your first holiday season where you are navigating your relationship with food and your relationship with your body and if your relationship with food and your relationship with your body originated from your unhealed family dynamics from your parents from you know your relationship with your siblings or other members of your family if these sort of dynamics and unhealed patterns and traumas and and things especially if let's say your parents still diet or still don't really understand what you're trying to do for yourself if these things are really relevant for you and prevalent for you in your holiday experience then it doesn't really matter how good quote unquote you feel in your recovery or how well things have been going or how much freedom you've gotten you are for sure going to run into some obstacles and roadblocks when it comes to holidays because this is gonna be your first holiday, okay? So every opportunity, just like with every food, right? When you're giving yourself unconditional permission and you're introducing foods that used to be on your off-limits list, right? So just like with every food is a new opportunity to give yourself permission and let yourself normalize around that food. Every situation is also a new opportunity. Okay, so the holidays are going to be a learning opportunity. So expect it to not go well so that you are not caught off guard. And you can celebrate a little bit more if it does go really well, because that means that you were expecting kind of the bare minimum of yourself, which honestly, go easy on yourself, like expect the bare minimum, it's way easier and then impress yourself. (laughs) So I just want you to know that it doesn't matter like how grounded and good you're feeling in your relationship with food right now. If this is your first holiday season since giving up dieting, you probably will run into some issues. And that is okay. This is an opportunity to learn. So just remember that that is not in your control. Everything is a learning opportunity. How many times can I say that? So all those things are not in your control. Let's talk about what is in your control. Setting boundaries. So like I said before, what people say or do, not in your control. You setting boundaries either ahead of time or in the moment is within your control. Whether or not they follow those boundaries, again, entirely different story. But like I said in step number one, it's really important to understand what you're anxious about so that in step number two, you can say, okay, I know that this one family member is going to say something that's going to make me feel bad or maybe trigger some disordered eating behaviors or, you know, give me a lot of anxiety. And so I need to either set my boundaries ahead of time and just say, hey, would it be okay if you know we don't do any diet talk or body talk, or in the moment, if they say something to you, just have some responses ready. So if they always say something about, you know, your weight and their concern for your health, you could just say th- something like, I appreciate where you're coming from. I know that you are concerned and it's not any of your concern. Like I'm perfectly healthy and actually I'm working on my mental and emotional health. And so us even talking about my weight is just not very helpful and again, appreciate where you're coming from, but I'm actually all good. So thank you. So having some sort of response like that ready can be really helpful for you. If you don't feel comfortable approaching that person ahead of time and you feel like that's going to be awkward, then that's okay. But set your boundaries. Okay. The second thing that is in your control is how you respond. Okay. So You might have a lot of anxiety or sadness or anger or frustration or grief or whatever is coming up about a situation, whether it's in the moment or leading up to it. And that's okay. You're allowed to feel whatever you're feeling and you get to choose how you respond. So you might be having a lot of anxiety about eating a certain food because it's been on your off limits list. And in the past, you've always binged or felt out of control around this food, And you get to choose to eat that food anyway because it's in alignment with what you want, which is food freedom, okay? So putting yourself in that situation, putting yourself in maybe multiple situations where you are relinquishing control and you are using this as an opportunity to learn, right? We're back to this. Okay. But honestly, like putting yourself in a situation where you're learning how to have a normal relationship with food might be really messy at first. And you have a choice to not fall back into disordered behaviors or to at least prepare, even if you do fall back into a disordered behavior, because I'm not here to like, shame anyone's relapse or you know, moment where you don't know what else to do. Like, I'm not here to shame you for however you respond. I'm just saying that you do have the opportunity to respond in a way that feels really good and aligned for you, even if it also feels really icky because this whole thing is really outside your comfort zone, right? And then the third thing that is in your control is how much you internalize the negative thoughts and the negative comments from other people. So your own negative thoughts, right, whether it's about your body or about food or about whatever, These thoughts that are coming in and bullying you, you have an opportunity to decide whether or not you want to internalize and believe those thoughts. Obviously, easier said than done. If it was as easy as, oh, I'm just not gonna believe these thoughts today, then no one would probably need this podcast, okay? (laughs) Like, this is why we keep talking about it. And remembering and even using that as a mantra, like, I get to decide what thoughts I believe can be really, really helpful. In terms of other people, what you need to realize is that people will make comments that are a direct reflection of whatever is going on within them. So if you have a certain relative or whatever, who always makes food comments always makes like, Oh, I'm going to have to work this off tomorrow comments or whatever it is. It doesn't mean that you have to listen, you get to choose what you do with that information. And Honestly, the best way to look at that is just to realize that, wow, that person must really struggle with food or that person really must struggle with their body image or their relationship with food. And I recognize that I empathize with it because you wouldn't be here if you didn't empathize with that. And you don't have to listen to it. You don't have to change how you're eating. You know, if someone makes a comment to you like, oh, you're going back for seconds, really? You don't have to change what you're eating or do anything different just because someone else is projecting their own internalized stuff onto you. They don't know your body. They don't know your mind. They don't know where you're at. You need to do what feels right for you regardless of what people say because people will always have something to say, especially if they have a disordered relationship with food themselves, So let people be on their own journeys without it influencing where you're at with your journey or the decisions that you wanna make for your body. Okay, so in case you're taking notes, I just wanna quickly recap. The first step is to identify what you're anxious about so you can prepare for it. And the second step is to figure out what in that situation you can control and what you can't control, okay? And you wanna do this for everything that you're anxious about. So if there's multiple things that you're, anxious about or feeling sad about or whatever it is about the holidays, you want to go through this list with every single one of them separately instead of kind of all at once so you don't get confused. So in number two, figuring out what you can or cannot control, the things that are not in your control are what people say or do, what your body needs to be doing right now, how you feel and what you have not yet learned. And the things that are in your control are setting boundaries, responding, the things that you think, feel, say and do. Do these things are in your control, and I know I just said feelings are not in your control, but whatever, it's complicated, they can be and they can't be. Okay, but let's just I feel like for where you're at right now, whoever's listening to this, let's just go with how you feel is how you feel, don't try to fight it, and how you think, act, and respond that is within your control, and how much you internalize negative thoughts and negative comments. Okay, so what do you do with this information, right? I definitely recommend making like a side-by-side list of things that are not in my control, things that are in my control. And then number three in this process is step away from that list for a second and just think about if you could predict or if you could write out an ideal situation for the thing that you're anxious about. Like what's the most ideal situation within the things that you can control. Okay. So obviously the real ideal situation is no one at dinner will ever talk about bodies and dieting again. And I will never have an issue with food and there will never be a situation in which I feel bad about myself or feel bad about my body during the holidays period. End of sentence. I'm done. I'm healed. I'm solved. Right. That's like ideal fantasy land stuff. Okay. That's not what I'm talking about. What I mean is look at the things that you can control, right? The way that you respond, the way that you act, the way, whatever the boundaries that you set, all the things and figure out, okay, within what I actually do have control over, what do I want? (laughs) What the heck do I want this to look like? Okay. If I could just, you know, magically have all this figured out, what would it look like? Maybe it would look like you have absolutely no sort of binge, urges around certain foods that every food is free to you that you have worked on and healed your relationship with food with everything so that you can just enjoy it and eat to the point of fullness but not feel like you're overly stuffed and doesn't really matter what comments anyone makes because that's obviously their own journey and that doesn't affect you doesn't impact you and maybe you also set some boundaries with your mom or with your whoever and maybe also part of your ideal situation is that you have someone who you can turn to in case the holidays are difficult, someone who can support you and just like gets in advance what you're going through. So someone you can text or maybe someone at dinner with you or even like the club to the Facebook group. Okay, sorry, I got to throw it in there. But Yeah, just figuring out what that looks like. Okay, because we can only do so much with the things that we're anxious about without knowing what we want instead and what we want our reaction to be. So, really taking some time to get creative with this and figure this out so that you know what you're moving towards. Now, I'll be honest, you can come up with exactly how you want to handle this situation and outline the whole thing and prepare and like get your mantras and all the stuff, which we'll talk about in a second. But that doesn't mean that when you actually get to this holiday dinner, that's how you're going to react and respond, right? Because it's just one of those things where when you're still healing your relationship with food, like most of it is learning in the moment and then reflecting back and being like, okay, here's what I would do differently. So how can you figure out what you want the ideal situation to be without holding yourself to impossibly high expectations or expecting so much of yourself and then feeling guilty or shamed afterwards. If you don't act in a way that was like everything that you thought was going to be the case. Okay. It's like coming up with an end goal without holding yourself to the standard of that end goal, because this is a learning opportunity and it may take you a year, two years, three years, maybe for you to get closer to that ideal situation because holidays are complicated. Family dynamics are complicated and it's going to bring up a lot of old coping mechanisms and old distraction patterns and old sort of feelings and reactions and responses that you maybe don't love about yourself because that's just what it is. We all regress when we go home, right? That's just kind of a thing. I don't care how old you are. You can go home, be around your parents and still feel like you're 16. So be gentle on yourself and figure out what this ideal situation is so that number four, you can prepare and advance in any way that you see fit or that you can think of in order to really stack the odds in your favor. So things that you can prepare in advance and it's better to look at the things that you cannot control to decide how you want to react and respond if those things happen. And then look at the things you can control and create mantras or little guidelines for yourself or just, you know, little mental prep for making decisions that are in alignment with what you would want to do for yourself. Okay. So what does that actually look like? It looks like thinking about what's happened in the past whether it's, you know, a certain comment by someone or whatever, okay? And figuring out how you would respond in the moment. Maybe going back to memories of past situations of how you wish you would have responded in the moment and writing those down and figuring out, okay, is this person who says these comments all the time? Is this person actually open to hearing me? Do I need to set my boundaries ahead of time or does it have to just be in the moment? Like is it too weird to set it ahead of time? Can I avoid the conversation or excuse myself from the conversation or whatever, put my foot down in a way that doesn't feel too obtrusive or challenging or sort of combative? And, you know, that might even be as simple as if someone brings up diet talk or like, oh, this is so bad. Just saying things like, oh, but the food tastes so good. And isn't it really about us enjoying each other's company and experiencing how delicious this food is? Like, does it have to be about dieting or anything like that? So it can be as simple as just having a way to deviate the conversation or a way to switch topics. I always recommend around morality to around like food morality, for example, to switch the topic to the experience, the sensory experience of actually enjoying food, because it's not that dissimilar from what was already being talked about, but it just makes it a positive conversation and it doesn't make the person who is talking about it feel weird. If you feel like you need to set boundaries beforehand with anyone in particular, write out what you want to say ahead of time or maybe even do it over text or over the phone ahead of time so you don't have to like necessarily have that conversation in person if, it, if you feel like you're going to freeze up and just not do it it's helpful to make sure that you're eating enough before and after, okay? So if you don't want to binge, for example, or you really wanna stack the cards for you to feel really good and to actually enjoy your night and not feel like you're starving and having to you know, eat everything in sight in order to be okay, then make sure you're eating enough leading up to the dinner, okay? And make sure you are eating enough no matter how much you eat at the holiday dinner, Follow it up afterwards with like real meals and don't restrict, don't compensate, don't go to the gym, don't do any of those things as a way to make up for what you've eaten or, you know, compensate ahead of time for what you think you're going to eat. Just continue to go about your life as normal and this will help you stack the cards for yourself because you really are putting yourself in a situation where food is not being restricted and that can only help you even if it feels a little bit intense or even if you end up overeating and feeling really full. You still deserve to eat a meal, the next meal opportunity there is. Like you don't have to compensate. So things as little as that as making sure that you're on top of eating enough can make the biggest difference with how you feel during the holidays. Another thing is talk to someone you trust. So whether it's someone that you can text, whether it's having Club TYB and joining so that you know you have a Facebook group or an online community that you can go to if you're struggling, Or even if it's someone who's at your holiday party or at some dinner you're going to be at, who maybe doesn't get it fully, but gets it enough for you to just say, hey, if I look at you or if I need to like engage in a conversation to get away from a different conversation, can you be there for me? And just telling that person how you need them to support you to whatever degree that you're comfortable with. Mantras can be super helpful during this as well. So saying things like, I'm allowed to eat the foods that I want, I do not have to feel ashamed for eating, I deserve to be treated with respect for my friends and family, I deserve to enjoy my meal without feeling bad about my choices, I deserve to eat breakfast even if I ate a lot the night before. Your mantra can even be something like, this is really effing hard and it's allowed to be hard and I don't need to make it. Anything that it's not, it's okay that it's hard. I will get through this, right? Like that can be a simple mantra that reminds you, it's fine. I know that this is going to be difficult. And so as long as I can just make it through the next week or whatever it is, I'll be okay. That can be the mantra in itself to not get carried away by the inner bully thoughts or the need to restrict or the need to control or anything like that. Just like grounding yourself in it's almost over, (laughs) So those are just a few ways that you can prepare in advance for the things that are within your control or maybe prepare to react to the things that are not within your control and making sure that it is in alignment with what you want future holidays to look and feel like even if you're not there yet. And then number five step in this process is navigating guilt or shame afterwards and navigating those in the moment situations when you might feel a little bit overwhelmed, okay? Like I said before, it kind of doesn't matter how well in advance you prepare, you still might end up falling back into these family dynamics and these things that your brain has learned over the years <laughs> over and over and over again to respond to by distracting or controlling your body or whatever it is. And You may do all of this work ahead of time to prepare and help yourself. And then in the moment, you are faced with a ton of guilt, a ton of shame, and you just don't really know how to get out of it. So here, I'm going to give you like a short and sweet way to just calm down if you're feeling super guilty or super anxious about something that a thought that's playing in your head, whether it's like you hating your body or feeling guilty after eating or whatever it is. This is something, a trick that you can use just to calm down the guilt. So the first thing that I want you to do is just notice the fact that you're experiencing a lot of guilt and shame or negative body thoughts or whatever it is, negative thoughts, uncomfortable thoughts and feelings, okay? So name it. Say, okay, I notice that I'm experiencing a lot of guilt right now after eating. I notice that I feel really guilty. I notice that I feel really ashamed. I notice that I am kind of freaking out right now about my body or kind of freaking out about needing to go on a diet or needing to restrict and... That just is what it is, right? So you're noticing it and you're naming it so that you can get a little bit of distance from it instead of being absorbed in it and saying, let's say it's like you feel like you need to compensate the next day because you ate a lot. So instead of just being in that thought and saying, Oh my gosh, I need to compensate, I need to do this, I can't eat tomorrow, like da-da-da-da-da. You're taking a step back and you're saying, Okay, deep breaths, I notice that I am experiencing a lot of anxiety right now, that I am having a lot of thoughts of needing to restrict tomorrow, and that's okay, this is really hard. So you're noticing it, you're naming whatever you are feeling and experiencing and thinking, and you're acknowledging that this is gonna be hard. Then the next thing that I want you to do is I want you to make a promise to yourself that I am not going to make any decisions about Food or my body, or restricting or compensating or anything like that when I am panicking. So, right now, I do not need to decide if I'm going to change my eating tomorrow, for example. I just need to let the panic relax and go to bed and see how I feel tomorrow. The trick with this sort of mantra or promise, and it's something that I actually have all of my clients make as a promise to themselves. The trick with it is that if you are panicking the next day when you wake up, you still can't make any decisions from the panic, okay? So most likely, you'll just keep panicking, but you'll have nothing to do about it. And that's what your brain is searching for when you're panicking, right? Is a a way out. It's looking for a fix. It's looking for a, okay, I'm going to diet tomorrow. I'm going to do this because even the promise of a fix tomorrow or a fix later or whatever it is, is enough to soothe your brain from feeling this discomfort so having that promise to yourself that you're not going to make any decisions forces you to actually just sit in the panic a little bit and it makes the panic go away kind of almost instantly because you realize that there's nothing you could do about it anyway even if you wanted to do something about it or even if you knew what you would do even if you were still dieting If you made this promise to yourself that you're not gonna make any decisions from a place of panic, you can't do anything. So you almost have to calm down because now you're not looking for a solution or a way out. You're just like sitting with the discomfort and it goes away a lot quicker. And I think you'll be amazed if you try this And actually respond to yourself with, it doesn't matter if I'm panicking or not, I'm not going to do anything about it, I'm not going to make any decisions, so it just is what it is. I think you'll be surprised how quickly you find relief from the, you know, sense of dread that's coming up inside of you. And then the final thing that you're going to do is once you've started to calm down a little bit, or even if you're freaking out and you need to just write it out, is I want you to take a few minutes to go to your journal and just write out a list of all the things that you're panicking about, all of the thoughts, all of the things that you feel like you need to do or you need to change or you need to whatever, Um, write all of that stuff down in like a brain dump list format in your journal to just get it out of your head. Because like I said at the beginning of this podcast episode, when I was talking about Club TYB. You cannot keep this stuff in your head because it's gonna feel really real. Like the stuff that your inner bully is saying is going to feel a lot more real when it's stuck in your head. But when you finally get it on a paper, you're able to actually look at it through clear eyes and be like, "Okay, wait, that's ridiculous. Like that is obviously I'm not going to do anything about that. Like now that I say it out loud or now I get it on paper, like I know that I'm not going to do anything about it, and so it's not a big deal anymore. But in your head it feels so real and it feels so loud. So just get it out onto paper however you need to if you are freaking out because someone in your family makes that one comment that like you knew was going to push you over the edge and then they did it and you even though you were prepared like you still got pushed over the edge write that person a letter that they don't see okay (laughs) you know how much i'm i'm a fan of letters that the people don't see and if you do send it don't blame that on me don't send it trust me but just write what you wish you had said to them, if that's what you're freaking out about. Okay, so get it out of your head and onto paper somehow in whatever form that looks like to you, so that you can stop just sitting with this and suppressing it. But at least unload some of the like emotional drama that's going on and get a little bit of freedom there. So that's just like a quick three-step process for dealing with guilt or shame or anxiety in the moment is, you know, name the experience, allow it to be hard, get it out on paper and make sure that you're not making a decision from a place of panic or anxiety because all the decisions that we make when we're panicking tend to be fear-driven instead of values-driven and they tend to be very short-term, they tend not to last and A lot of the time they end up making us feel worse than we already did because whatever that decision is, whatever that behavior change is that we tried to make, it didn't even last because we were so panicked and so fear-driven. And then we're beating ourselves up because we think that we can't stick to anything or whatever lies, you know? So just don't make any decisions. Take that off your plate to begin with. And hopefully that will give you a little more freedom and peace of mind this holiday season while you're just trying to honestly get through this and learn something from it. So that is my five steps to surviving the holiday. Um, I didn't go specifically into things, you know, too many things that you can say back, but I hope that you got a lot out of this. And I hope that you feel like, you know, some steps that you can take leading up to the holidays to protect yourself and put yourself in a situation where you feel Supported and at least mildly prepared, even if you know that it's gonna be messy and you're probably gonna do things that or say things that you don't love, or even if it's gonna be inevitably an anxious experience for you. I hope that this helped a little bit for you to get grounded beforehand. If the holidays are hard for you in general, whether there's a lot of grief or family dynamics, like I've been talking about, that are hard for you to navigate, just know that you're not the only one. Like, this is not abnormal to find the holidays to be lonelier or to be more anxiety inducing than they are pleasant. That's just kind of the nature of families and the nature of the holiday season. And if you're grieving like I am or like anyone else's who's lost a close family member, that just adds even more stress and sadness on top of the holidays. So don't feel like you have to, you know, be the best version of yourself. You can just get through it and hopefully every holiday gets a little bit easier because you get a little more gentle with yourself and you get a little bit better at you know navigating the unhelpful coping mechanisms and actually just processing and feeling your feelings so that you can let them go and keep moving forward and enjoy those moments that you do you know really treasure with your family and friends um so with all that being said Happy Thanksgiving to all my American friends and for the rest of you all over the world who are listening to this. I hope that this is helpful for any holiday that might be coming up and that you can use this information going forward with really just any event that you're anxious about. These steps still work. I just gave like really specific holiday examples, but you know, that's just because of the time of the year and I wanted you to click on this podcast episode all right so I'd love to see you in club tyb if that's something that interests you Whitneycatalano.com slash club dash tyb and I will talk to you all soon bye If you are loving the Trust Your Body Project podcast and are ready to dive headfirst into your healing transformation, head on over to Whitneycatalano.com slash food dash freedom to learn more about working with me. Whitneycatalano.com food dash freedom.